have coffee. It's on the bad food list you gave me. What kind of doctor are you? Well, you don't have to have coffee. You could have water or fruit juice. That's a bad idea. You are listening to I Saw It in a Movie, an advice podcast co-hosted by your friendly cinematic pals at Movie John. I am the old sport and classic coroner, Rosalie Kicks, and this is my film pal, The Red Herring. Ryan Silverstein. And each episode, we take a question from our listeners and go to the movies for the answer. So, hey, Ryan, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Did you notice that we got some response for the Tommy C Appreciation Club? I did. Um, it seems very much like the mummy. It has risen from the grave. Oh my god. So <laughs> I have to share with you, like people, I would say close friends of mine are aware, like how much I hate the mummy. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when they listened to the episode... They were just like, oh, my God. Like, they thought, like, I probably, like, threw a chair. <laughs> but that's what makes the, this podcast work, is that we we do have very different perspectives on some things. And uh, I don't know. I, for one, appreciate that. And I think more people should give The Mummy a chance. Oh, my God. Again. Just a chance. I'm not... I would... I would never be offended if someone didn't like it because there's plenty of reasons to not like it. But I think that, you know, people should open their hearts to the dark universe. I'm just going to change the subject. Fair enough. <laughs> but so, I, I will watch almost any Tom Cruise movie at any given time. So the reason I brought up the Tommy C Club was because I am excited to say that we are going to bring it back. And I just have to get an email out to everybody. But the first film we're going to do as a group is Interview with a Vampire. And of course, Ryan, you should totally participate. And I think it'll be really fun because I thought it would be neat to bring back Tommy C. Club like right before Halloween. So mm -hmm. that's why I picked the vampire movie. I think it's a great idea. I would love, please include me on the invite. Of course, of course. Uh, so how about flicks? What have you been watching lately? Yeah, so I watched a, uh, I guess it's, I guess it's a 2020 release um, this, this past week. I watched Sea Fever. Have you seen this movie? I have not, but I've heard of it. Um, so I watched it on Hulu, because uh, it's now on Hulu. It's a it's one of my favorite subgenres of movie, and I've watched a bunch of them this year. Uh, but I really enjoy aquatic horror. Okay. Um, so underwater uh, came out in theaters very early in the year with uh, Kristen Stewart, and I very much enjoyed that. Uh, I've watched I think Deep Star Six and a couple other a couple other movies in this subgenre. Um, you know, and similar to our recent conversation about space movies, I fear the ocean maybe even more than I fear outer space. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, because, I mean, the only good thing about the ocean is that it will throw you out of it because humans <laughs> pretty will float. <laughs> yes. um, but the the sea is mysterious. Drowning is very tangibly scary to me. Um, 
And this has, uh, it's an Irish movie. It's directed by uh, Nyasa uh, Hardiman. I think it's her first feature. Okay. Um, and it's just, a, it's a really fun, you know, very much in that sort of like alien type vein, like a lot of these underwater movies are, where there's some mysterious thing on the ship and they're stranded out at sea and, you know, there's uh, like little beasties and big beasties and it's just overall just, I, I had a lot of fun watching it. Cool. I'll definitely have to check it out. I I kind of think it maybe played at TIFF last year and I wanted to see it, but for some reason, like it conflicted with another movie I was trying to see because it definitely sounds familiar. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed the cast. Uh, you know, they're all Irish, I think. So I didn't really, you know, recognize them from, I mean, the lead actress, okay. I mean, she's one of those people that she's been in a lot of big movies that I've definitely seen. Um, like she's in Mission Impossible Rogue Nation and she's in Star Wars The Last Jedi. But I'm oh, sure okay, she's in like cool. very minor roles where she gets to be the lead in in this. And, uh, you know, she's a redhead, which apparently is bad luck at sea. And that kind of plays into the character setups and stuff. So it's it's very fun. It's not the best movie I've seen this year. But uh, like I said, if you enjoy, you know, creepy underwater stuff, I highly recommend it. Cool. Yeah, and as I mentioned in the last episode, the movie I'm going to share is part of the Fantasia Film Festival that I've been covering, and it runs until September 2nd. I wanted to bring up this movie I just watched, which was A Mermaid in Paris. And I don't know if you know this, but I love mermaid movies. No, I remember you watched, like, I want to say like at least a half dozen of them last, I think it was last summer. Yeah. I, I watched a bunch of them because we did this, um, we did a zine where it was all about people going on vacation. So I did this article about mermaids that like basically took a vacation from the ocean or the sea. And so I did want to just mention like my three favorite mermaid movies because i think you should totally watch them Mm -hmm. is my first one is miranda from 1948 which stars glennis johns and she's the lady in mary poppins the mom and she is yeah 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 yeah. she's a mermaid that convinces a guy to take her to his house so she can vacation in london so she spends like a lot of time in a wheelchair and like with a blanket over her tail and he like takes her out and about through London. It's really fun. So the second movie Night Tide from 1961 stars Dennis Hopper and he's a sailor that falls in love with a lady performing as a mermaid at a carnival only to find out that she may actually be a real mermaid. And I wish I would have remembered this one because I could have included it in our carnival scene but I totally forgot that it had like a whole carnival scene until I was writing this up. Oh yeah. 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 And then I don't know, have you seen the lore from 2015? I I have seen the lore. I very much enjoy the lore. One of my favorite um, soundtracks in recent memory. Yeah. It's a really wild movie. Um, But I, I put that one on my list because I liked that one too. It, It was just very strange. But in Mermaid in Paris, uh, 
basically the story is after leaving work one night, a guy finds an injured mermaid that has washed up from the river and he attempts to take her to the hospital, but there's like a lot of complications. So he decides like, it's just easier to take her to his house. So he just like treats her injury there. Now, the only thing is she has to be back in the water before two sundowns occur. Otherwise, she'll die. So you kind of see a lot of like antics and interactions that are really fun and funny with the two of them. And I just found the movie to be, it was just very entertaining. But on top of that, the production design and the costumes and then like adding in Paris as a setting was just so awesome. And the movie kind of reminded me a lot of like, well, especially the main character, Gaspard, he reminded me so much of a Buster Keaton type because like he he uses like roller skates to get to work and he's just very animated and like his house, well, his apartment has like all of these little figurines. He has like this tiny piano that he plays. Like there's just a lot going on with the set design and the props. And I love that. No, that, that, that's definitely one from uh, Fantasia that I'm definitely very eager to check out whenever I can. Uh, I, I definitely enjoy, I don't know, I, I enjoy mythical creatures in general and mermaids specifically. So uh, I'm always on the lookout for, you know, I, I just think it makes, it makes the movie more odd at its base, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, I too, I like fantasy movies. And this was like definitely one that I was like, I love seeing that this got made because I'm just so tired of all of these huge budget movies that are like based on something like a graphic novel or based on comic series, or it's a movie that we've Mm -hmm. seen a bajillion times, you know? So it's nice when you get something so fresh and creative. Now, as for it being available, I'm guessing Mm -hmm. it's going to get distributed because when it played, there was like a huge Sony logo in the opening, like, you know, credits or whatever. Uh, So I guess they purchased Mm -hmm. the movie at some point. So I'm sure it's going to get out there. Uh, But yeah. And one thing I did want to mention when I, because I looked up the director, this was actually his first narrative feature. His name is Mathesis Malzu. And he did do a feature-length animated film called Jack and the Cuckoo Clock Heart, which I looked up, and it's on Hoopla. And he did use some animation in A Mermaid in Paris, and it was really cool. So I'm guessing, like, the feature animated film is great. But I'm going to definitely check it out. Plus, Hoopla is free, so you can't go wrong. Absolutely. And I always enjoy... You know, when I discover a filmmaker doing the same thing, going back and, you know, checking out their older, their older work just to, you know, see where they come from, at least. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm definitely looking forward to checking that out. So are you ready for this week's question? Yes, uh, I'm ready when you are. Okay. Dear, I saw it in a movie. I miss traveling and visiting new restaurants. What are some of your favorite food-related films to satisfy my cinematic cravings? Sincerely, Sweet Tooth Sues. P.S. Have you tried any recipes you saw from a film? 
So I loved this question, not only because I think it's pretty rad, and also Sweet Tooth Suze sent her question in the mail, which I will post a picture of on the Movie John podcast page, so you'll have to go over there to check it out. But she also sent us food stickers. Yeah, I'm very excited uh, to get to get postal mail uh, and stickers are always a welcome bonus yeah so the next time i see you i will make sure to share the stickers but uh please send us more mail it was so exciting when we went to the post office and it was waiting in the p.o box so yeah please send us more mail but this question i i'll be honest like when i first read it i was initially leaning towards picking Pleasantville from 1998, in which two teens from the 90s, played by Tobey Maguire and Reese Witherspoon, find themselves transported into a 1950s sitcom. Have you seen that movie, Ryan? I have seen Pleasantville. I enjoy that movie very much. Yeah, I like it too. And it's been a while since I revisited it. Uh, I do remember I saw it in the theater and I was pretty young. And I remember just thinking like it was just such a weird movie, like how they use the black and white and the color. Um, But I loved it. So there's a scene in the movie when the kids first arrive in the 50s and their TV mom like cooks them this huge breakfast. And I don't know if you remember the scene, but there's like piles of pancakes and waffles and scrambled eggs and bacon. Like there's just so much food. And like, I mean, I guess like maybe on a weekend, like you cook a huge breakfast, but this is like just a normal day. Like they're just going to school and Mm -hmm. mom like cooked all this food. And I don't know what it is about the 50s, but like I correlate like 50s food it just always seems to be like covered in like butter or grease like i don't know how you feel about it i mean i think it looks delicious i don't know that you know i don't know that my lifestyle can support that but but my taste buds certainly could right i like i'm definitely not against the food but i just feel like in the 50s like food yes it was probably you know tastes great because like there was no like artificial stuff and like chemicals and things in it but like it was bad for you (laughs) like because it was just you know sugary greasy fatty like and I always think of diner foods obviously with the 50s and in Pleasantville there's a diner that's pretty prominent which I don't know if you know this about Ben and I, but whenever we go to a diner, like nine times out of 10, we order a milkshake. Like we always get a milkshake at a diner. I did know that about you guys, actually. It's funny because nine times out of 10, when I go to a diner, I order breakfast. Okay. Yeah. Like, But but sometimes I will also get a milkshake with breakfast. (laughs) Which, yeah, I actually, Ben has totally done that. Like even if we've gone to a diner in the morning, he'll get a we'll get a milkshake. Uh, But so that movie did come to mind, but ultimately the one that I settled on to answer Sweet Tooth Sue's is the 2007 film from Adrian Shelley, Waitress. And I believe when I asked you, you said you had not seen this. 
No, I've, I've not seen Waitress. Okay. So I'll give a rundown. It stars Carrie Russell, and she plays a waitress at a pie diner who finds out she's pregnant and just is extremely displeased with the situation because her husband, Earl, played by Jeremy Sisto, is extremely no. <laughs> he is an awful human being. Like, when he picks her up from work, he, like, blares the horn repeatedly. Like, till she comes out. He is just... And he, when she was pregnant, he called her porky. Like, Jeez. he is just terrible. Um, but then she... So she ends up obviously going to the doctor because she's pregnant and she has like this crazy, like romantical, like fling with him. Uh, but however, the main plot point of this movie is Pi. And throughout the story, Jenna is like constantly inventing pies in her head. And as she's like working them out, we see her like ideas play out. And it's really, like, she picks these really interesting names for her pies, which are really fun, like Bad Baby Pie, She Wants to Get Away Pie, Earl is Going to Murder Me Because I'm Having an Affair Pie. There's, yes, she even has this one called Marshmallow Mermaid Pie. And I had to mention that because of the mermaids. But, That's yeah, great. it's just a lot of fun, and I love... I love that the pies are used throughout the movie because I find sometimes like a filmmaker will introduce something like that, but then they do it kind of like falls by the wayside. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it's like up until the end of this film, like you are seeing her inventing the pies, like based on whatever situation she happens to be in, in that moment. So, like, the story is a lot of fun. It's quirky. Um, but one thing I do have to mention is Adrian Shelley, the director, because I don't know if you know this. So she is in the movie as well. And she wrote it. And she actually passed away, like, before the movie came out. And I don't know if you knew that. I did not know that, actually. Yeah. And it's really weird. She was murdered. Um in this like very strange situation, but it's just so sad because whenever, like it's been a while since I rewatched this movie, but watching it again last night, I was like getting really upset because I was thinking about, wow, like this lady's life was cut short. Like she could have done so much more, but then on top mm -hmm. of that, like she didn't even get to experience like her film coming out. And right. And it played, I think, at like Sundance. Uh, and I just actually was reading today when I was like looking up some stuff about the film that I guess Carrie Russell actually did the commentary track on the DVD because they really wanted people to know like the director's creative process and like how she made the movie and all of like the different elements that are involved with like the pies and everything. And they mm -hmm. just wanted people to know that because she passed away. And I thought that was sad. That is sad, but I'm glad that I'm glad that the people involved with it, you know, took the time uh, to do that. Yeah. And also just one more thing I wanted to mention about it is I do love that 
one of the main locations of the movie is a diner because as we were just saying i love diners mm-hmm. and it's something i really miss like that we're stuck inside because sometimes like ben and i would just go like out on road trips and we would like stop at different diners um and i miss doing stuff like that like going on little adventures so i know where sue's is coming from yeah, me too. I mean, I, I love a good diner. Um, you know, my wife and I really enjoy traveling as well. And part of that for me is, you know, it's not even necessarily trying local food, but like trying local restaurants and, you right. know, just finding places and, um, you know, just adding to those experiences. Yeah. And I've never been to a plate, a diner that just served like in the movie, this diner only serves pie. So it, they make like savory and sweet pies. And I was like, that'd be really cool to go to a, a place that only served pie. I, I don't think I've ever been to one. I don't think I ever have either. There's one in, there's a meat pie place, I think in South Philly, uh, okay. that does like British style savory pies, but I have not been there. Okay. Yeah. And that's, I guess, why I wouldn't know about it. Uh, right, right being a vegetarian but yeah i i think it would be really neat to go to a place that only had pie and i did want to answer Suze's other question about have i ever tried a recipe from a movie mm-hmm. and, you know to be honest i don't think i have but i've been tempted to and especially in watching the waitress again seeing all the different pies she was coming up with the one in particular that I liked the sound of was I hate my husband pie. Now it's not because I don't like them. It's just the pie sounded really good because it involved uh, chocolate and then a caramel pudding and banana and a graham crust. And I was like, yeah, I'd eat that. Like I would eat that pie. Uh, But I also have been tempted to make the the sheet cake from Back to the Future that Marty's mom throws on the table when she thinks the jailbird cake. Yes. The jailbird cake. I have been tempted to make that, but mainly for like a party, like not because I think the Mm -hmm. cake is probably like, I mean, it's just a, probably a box cake, but I don't know. I've been tempted to make that, but now I'm interested to hear what movie you picked. Yeah. So uh, I picked Tampopo. Uh, which is a Japanese film from 1985 uh, directed by uh, Juzo Otami. Um, So I actually saw the restoration of this uh, at the Philadelphia Film Festival a couple of years ago. Um, And this is mainly a, the main plot of this movie, which has like a kind of a a vignette element to it uh, is about, it's, it's a, instead of a spaghetti Western, it's a ramen Western in the sense that like, there's a central character that helps a woman kind of revitalize her noodle shop. And, you know, the guy that the, like the, his apprentice that's traveling with them, he's like, Oh, I've been following this guy around for 40 years as he teaches me the proper way to eat ramen. And it's this very like ornate sort of combined with like a mindfulness approach of like, you have to consider the whole bowl and then you have to eat this first. Then you have to like, move the pork to the side and you have to stare at it and then you have to try the broth and like it's this very involved process but 
I think they're so, you know, and, and the whole movie, even the, the vignettes are all food related. Um, and they all kind of have their own little storylines. And, um, you know, there's a group of businessmen that go to a fancy French restaurant, but they don't know what to order. And like, there's like one guy who, you know, breaks the mold and orders something different from everybody else. And there's a couple that brings, uh, combines food and the bedroom in a very um, interesting way, uh, I'll say. Um, but the, you know, the movie is great because it's a love letter to uh, food and also a love letter to movies because there's a lot of, you know, um, American film stereotypes and the way that it's shot and the way that it's directed. And there's kind of like, you know, puns on things and, um, it's just, it's a very fun and funny movie and it really just, I think celebrates, you know, the importance of food to life in general. Mm -hmm. I have actually been meaning to watch this movie for too long. So I have to move it up in my queue because we actually bought it from a Criterion sale like quite mm -hmm. a bit ago. And as it goes, it just kind of ended up in a pile of stuff we need to watch, but I need to move it up because I have only ever heard great things about this movie. Yeah. I mean, this is a movie I would recommend to pretty much anybody. Um, you know, I, I have the Criterion release as well. And I was raving about the movie so much that um, my wife Jill actually got a print of the um, uh poster that the, the criterion produced oh, cool. uh, that we haven't framed yet but eventually that will be somewhere in our house and that's very cool i mean yeah i mean i i love ramen ramen is the thing that you know good ramen not just not like instant ramen but um <laughs> yeah uh i will that, that's that's a thing that i miss right now because I, I can make it in the house but it's it's not the same you know yeah it, it's hard to make that kind of stuff, especially because you need a lot of ingredients and mm -hmm. sometimes they aren't easy to acquire, especially now. Uh, yeah. We feel that way. Like Ben's gotten really good with making like Indian food at home, but it took a lot of practice and also a lot of, I feel, investment of getting the right spices. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I know what you mean. Like I, I like going like, one of our favorite places in uh, New Jersey, like when we go to the movies, is we love this Thai restaurant. And we just like miss going out to eat. And like you said, experiencing different types of food. Yeah, because I'm also a person that like I, I have friends where they like to go to the same restaurants. And when they go to those restaurants, they like to order the same thing. And, you know, I have a couple places where I have like a favorite particular oh, dish sure. but i like going to places that change their menu a little bit um you know or trying different things off a menu at a restaurant that i you know oh, everything i've had here so far has been good so let me try something different that i might not usually order because it's probably going to be good yeah we do that at the thai place we eat at and the indian place like we'll get some of our standard things but then we'll like get a different entree like we'll mix it up to try like different things because the same like what you're saying mm -hmm. we usually like everything we eat so but we like to be adventurous i guess but there are certain things that it's like every time i go there i have to get it <laughs> that's how i feel about the thai iced coffee even though it like makes me so buzz like i will not drink it at night because i'll be up <laughs> like all 
like, I don't know what it is about the coffee there, but it's like super strong. So if I drink it, like my heart starts racing. Yeah, there's there is something concentrated about that, and like you know, it, it's similar. Like there's a a pho restaurant uh, that we like that's that's near us that does takeout. So actually, you know, um, we have kind of our usual order from there, but the, and we will change it up a little bit. But the one thing we always get is they have these spring rolls that come with this peanut sauce, and the peanut sauce is amazing. And it's like whatever we order, we have to get that because right. uh, my wife and I will almost fight over like who gets the last bit of the sauce. <laughs> Um, and then, so for the second part of the question, I actually have like a, a sort of a long answer to this because, That's okay. um, I don't know if you know this, Rosalie, but every year, uh, Jill and I put together a, a menu for our Oscars party. Yes, um, I do know wh- this because this was like one of the highlights of why I was inviting myself to the right. Oscar party because you guys do like a whole planned menu. And I think that is so cool. Uh, and this menu is a combination of food from the movies uh, centered around the Best Picture nominees and then also like food that references those movies. So, you know, in past years, um, I made uh, Birdman wings with a whiplash <laughs> sauce, which was like a very sweet and spicy sauce. Um we did a uh, squid ink pasta for the year that arrival was nominated. Awesome. Um, and then, and then some of the, some of them are just like puns, like um, for Manchester by the sea, um, you know, I put together a plate of Manchego by the sea salt crackers, um, you know, very silly. Um, this past year I actually made the ramen dish from parasite. Okay. How did it turn out? It turned out amazing um, oh, cool. because it is these like two instant, like uh, two different kinds of instant ramen. Mm-hmm. And I was really surprised uh, that Wegmans actually had both exact ones. Um, and then some sirloin and you just like mix the two together. And I follow like somebody had written up like, you know, a recipe for it. And I followed the recipe and it turned out amazing. And I'm sure it is one of the worst things uh, for my body that you could eat, but uh, I was like, well, we probably will never make this again, but I'm glad that we tried it. Yeah, actually, I'm glad you said about Wegmans, not that like they're sponsoring us or anything, but they do have a lot of like unique and like different products, which that's why I like shopping mm-hmm. there because a couple times I've needed just some unique ingredients and they always seem to have it. Yeah, so so that was the main course. Uh, I also made frozen margaritas, uh, like from the end of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. Um, I attempted to make the pickled limes that are referenced in Little Women, but those did not turn out uh, as expected. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Um, I, I don't then, know if I would like those. I mean, lime with salt is pretty good. Right. Uh, and that's mostly what it is. Okay. But Apparently yeah, it was it out. was like a it was like the equivalent of like candy, you know, back during like the Civil War. Yeah, I don't know. I'm skeptical. I mean, I would probably try it though, because I mostly like I was raised where you just try it, and if you don't like it, you can just spit mm-hmm. it out. So I will 
as long uh, obviously as it's not like a meat dish, I will try it. Yeah, I will always, I'll try any food once because like it's, what's the worst that's going to happen? You know, the worst is that I'm not going to like it. Um, exactly. And then the last thing I wanted to mention specifically, because I know how you feel about this movie, but in honor of Joker, um, I made what I was calling empty the fridge cookies. Okay. Based on the scene where he is throwing everything out of the refrigerator. Doesn't he climb um, in the refrigerator? He he does after, but he throws everything out of the fridge onto the floor and then gets in the refrigerator. That movie. Anyway. Yeah. So what were um, these cookies? Like what was in them? So, so I followed uh, Momofuku's, they call them compost cookies. Okay. Um, and so they have like bits of pretzel and bits of potato chip and peanut butter chips and chocolate chips uh, all oh, mixed wow. in. Uh, and they, they turned out very well. It's a, it's a pretty simple recipe to make, but that's online as well. And then the last thing that I wanted to mention, which actually mm-hmm. ties back to Waitress, um, there's a YouTube channel I watch that I find especially relaxing. It's called uh, Binging with Babish. Okay. And every episode, he makes a dish from a movie or TV show. Oh, cool. Um, so he, I believe he has an episode where he... Yeah, um, I believe he has an episode where he makes the pie, some of the pies from Waitress. Um, you know, he also made the the dish from Parasite. Um, he's done a bunch of TV stuff because there's obviously just more opportunities for food and TV. But um, he recently, because I think he just passed like a million subscribers or whatever, he made a bunch of food from Lord of the Rings. Okay. Um, and his videos are just very well edited. His voice is very soothing. Um, and because of the, you know, connection to other stuff, I definitely, uh, definitely recommend it. So I'll, I'll send that link along if you want to include it in the, the, uh, yeah. episode summary. Yeah. That sounds really cool and fun. I like that. It also would make, like, if you're having a movie party and you want to plan to have some of the food, it would make it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause his thing is like, he tries to replicate the look of it and then sometimes he'll take like a simple recipe and kind of make it you know a more fancy version or whatever oh, nice. um yeah. you know and his episode his his uh videos are you know maybe like some of the they i would say they average between five and ten minutes so they're like a nice bite-sized watch cool yeah definitely check that out all right well thanks sweet tooth Sue's, for sending in that question that was a lot of fun but i will say now I do want to go back to a restaurant at some point. <laughs> hopefully in our lifetime that will happen. Yes, hopefully. Uh, but before we sign off, don't forget you can find a breakdown of the episodes on moviejohn.com under MJ Pods. You can also subscribe to our quarterly print movie zine, which is shipping out now. And again, you can go to moviejohn.com shop to subscribe. And you can also follow us on social media. We are on Twitter at I Saw It in a Movie. And if you're seeking movie advice, send us questions to dear I Saw It in a Movie at gmail.com. And if you like postal mail like Sue's, then you can write to us at P.O. Box 20172 Philadelphia, PA, 19145, Attention, Movie John. And Ryan, where can people find you at? 
Sure. Uh, you can find my writing uh, in Movie John as well as on cinema76.com. And you can check out my other podcast, uh, The Shame Files, where um, my wife and I talk about movies that we haven't seen before, but we should have, um, as well as my Formula One podcast, F Yeah, F1. Um, and then you can also find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Silver Whatever. That's with a B. Yes, and you can find me on Instagram at the old at the dot old sport or Twitter at Bonjour Old Sport, and also check out my other podcast, Cinematic Crypt, in which I go six feet under to uncover films of Hollywood's past. And you can find that wherever you find your pods or download at moviejohn.com under MJ Pods. And before we go, I do have a piece of advice. And it's compliments of Jenna from the movie Waitress. She said, I want drugs. I want massive amounts of drugs. I want the maximum legal limit of drugs. And yeah, if I was having a baby, <laughs> this seems like really good advice. Not that I want a baby at all, but wow, like if I did, I too would want all the drugs. Because I don't think I'd want to remember the actual having of the baby. When you said earlier on that you were afraid of drowning, mm -hmm. like one of my biggest fears is like giving birth. Like, I just think it seems so horrific. And that's why like, I never want to do it. So I agree with her with wanting all the drugs. Yeah, as, as a man, I have no comment, but I completely <laughs> empathize. Yes. Now, you, so you have some advice from Tampopo? Uh, I do. And this is obviously translated from Japanese, but um, I'll kill you if you make a noise once the movie starts. Understand? And I also don't like watch alarms going off. Yes. That is great advice. <laughs> I feel like it's self-explanatory. It's self-explanatory, but, like, also, not gonna lie, like, I have been in a movie theater, and, like, when people start talking, like, I could stab them. Like, it just irritates me to no end when people are talking when you're trying to watch a movie. It's like, then just go to the coffee shop. Like, if you don't want to watch the movie. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I think that is good advice. Um... Well, thank you, Suze, again, for sending in this great question. And thanks to you for listening. And remember, for every question, there is a movie with the answer. Bye. Bye-bye.